let's go ahead and keep this one short. Yeah, that last <laughs> one. Uh, if you listened to the last episode, that was a uh, quite a long one. Too goddamn long. Who knows how much? <laughs> I mean, we try. I don't to think s- it's been edited yet, though. But no, I, I, we try to like record everything on one night so that we can knock some shit out. So we just recorded last week's episode. <laughs> And it was 50 fucking minutes when I thought maybe at max it would be 20, 30, but you know, whatever. So we're going to keep this one short and I don't really have any emails to read because I read them all last time. So send us some emails and then we'll read your shit. Yeah. Today's mini episode is about how, oh shit. Well, I guess I should mention Cassie was supposed to be here. Oh yeah. But she's tired, which is understandable. She was gonna try and make it. We actually went and saw oh fuck. We went and saw the Weird Al movie together. Well we went to Cassie's ah, house. Yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah. And it was it was really fucking good. You know, honestly, it's probably the most beautiful piece of cinema I may have ever seen. Yeah. Great documentary. It was perfect. And in I, every way. I didn't know. I didn't know that he had so much going on with Madonna, but holy yeah. shit, like that was it pretty was crazy. Yeah, so if you have Roku, watch it. It was great. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe did great. The only thing that threw me was seeing a like a buff Weird Al because Daniel Radcliffe works he's out. He's ripped, man. He's, he's kind of ripped, shredded. yeah. And at one point, he doesn't have a shirt on, but he's got the Weird Al hair and the mustache and the glasses, and I'm like, At several damn. points, honestly, I think Weird Al was really liking the fact that Daniel Radcliffe was playing him, and he was like, dude, take your shirt off as much as possible. Yeah, th- I think the last time I saw Weird Al with his shirt off was uh, probably UHF yeah, was when he was playing Rambo. Uh, uh, Rambo, and he was, you know, at that time, he was also ripped. Yeah, so. but I think he was wearing a muscle suit. No, that was all Weird Al. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> Fucking props. Takes a lot of, takes a lot of creatine. A lot of protein and a lot of dedication to get that fucking shredded. Indeed. Um, it was fun. Go watch it, folks. Yeah, go watch it. So anyways, we watched that at Cassie's house this past weekend. We had a big old fucking Weird Al watch party. And Cassie was like, you know what? I'll try and record with you this week. And then it, we usually record at 7. And so I texted her at 6.30 and was like, hey, are you coming over to record? And she was like, oh, actually, no, I forgot to tell you that I wasn't coming over (laughs) (laughs) because I'm tired, which is fine. But we miss her. So as soon as she is able to actually come record with us, we are going to hit one of the episodes. Uh, We're going to start recording back into season two. Yeah, we got another one ready to go. So. Yeah, so we're working backwards. We did Freddie Mercury parts one and two, mm-hmm. and we were going to do Ross Kilda once she can come back and record with us. So, I don't know. We'll let you know when that's actually happening. But since she's not here today, we're going to talk about one of her least favorite bands, which is Van Halen and uh, David Lee Roth specifically. Jake, would you like to introduce the show? Uh, no, but I will. You hey, are listening you. to Death by Music Podcast. I am Jake. Uh, as you may have figured out, uh, and also I'm here with Alex. There is no Cassie, as we just mentioned, because she's being lazy. <laughs> you won't let and her fucking hear you say that. No. She will reach <laughs> through whatever she has to and knock the shit out of you. <laughs> no, she will be back, uh, you know, whenever she's ready, as we mentioned. But yes, uh, that is who we are. Well, thanks for being a good sport. Yes. And introducing the show. This uh this article is from rollingstone.com by Joel Blistein and it's called David Lee Roth once had a fake phone number that almost ruined a marriage. 
Jake, do you want to read this? I, I guess I can. I, they got a picture of him here, and I'm like, he's looking a little rough, but then I realized he's like fucking 70 like years 70. old. He looks pretty fucking... He's still... <laughs> he's not bad for 70. Author Nancy French remembered how David Lee Roth nearly inadvertently ruined her fledgling marriage in a new piece for the Washington Post. The piece is centered around French's marriage to a man named David... Uh, whom she met at age 20 and married soon after. Too uh, young to be doing that. Mm. At the time, many of her friends and family were concerned about the quick engagement, but French said she brushed them aside and uh, dove into the relationship. All seemed well at first when the pair moved to New York City, but within a week, a mysterious stream of women began to call the French's phone asking to speak with David. Hmm. That sucks. Uh, the call was con- the calls were constant, and the women uh, on the other line would insist they'd just seen David the other day. While French's husband said that they were simply dialing the wrong number, uh, French admitted that she began to worry that her new spouse was secretly living a double life, and that the concerns of her friends and family had been legitimate. Yeah, I would have dumped his ass, and that would yeah, that, that's be a little so bit more than, uh, than dumping at that point. Yeah, well, yeah, I would have divorced his ass. <laughs> if I had more than one woman calling my phone and asking for my fucking husband's name, I would be like, uh, you're lying. Yeah, that's, that's... And you're full of shit. And, like, <laughs> honestly, he couldn't even be mad at her because imagine if the, if the shoe were on the other foot, he would probably be like, what the fuck? Like, there's that's too crazy. Yeah, especially when they're asking for you by name. Yeah. I mean, they didn't... Not the full name, yeah. but by name. Just by first name, I'd be like, David who? And then see what they say. Ah, yes. Uh, the mystery finally unraveled when a man called for David one day and grew testy. Grew as testy. he spoke <laughs> with French, <laughs> saying things like, all work should go through me, and I've known David for years. Uh, when French identified herself as David's wife, the man on the phone began to worry, asking, why didn't he oh. tell me about you? <laughs> Are you... Pregnant? Expecting a little David Lee? Uh, A kid will really hurt our comeback. Mm. (laughs) It was the mention of David Lee that finally cleared things up. The man on the phone was David Lee Roth's agent. As it turned out, Roth had changed his phone number right before French uh, and her husband had moved to Manhattan, but the rock star had uh, continued to hand out his old number, their number, to women he met, while uh, also ostensibly forgetting to tell other people close to him where they could ah, reach him. So he was using it as a way to get the women to leave him alone? Either that and or then, he just forgot. Well, Because I mean, he didn't I tell anybody else either. I would give them my old number because it was so like easily just rolls off the tongue. But then he forgot to actually like reach out to his business people and say, hey, I changed my number. Mm. But he, I would continue to use it for sure as like, a, oh, yeah, sure. Here's my number. Fuck off. Yeah, or maybe he forgot because maybe he was like fucked up and he forgot Probably. what his phone number was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, when rumors of Van Halen getting back, uh, getting back together started flying, our phone rang with uh, congratulations and invitations to exclusive parties. French wrote, adding, at one point we were even fielded a call from Roth's dad. Cool. I'd be like, hey, uh, can you give me some concert tickets? French wrote that her marriage survived not only the phone number mix-up, but far more trying times. Over the years, I've learned that our desire for others does not mean we are an inconvenience or a problem to be solved. She said, as beautifully described in the immortal words of Van Halen's hit song, you gotta roll with the punches and get to what's real. Did she really just, this article was about... Oh, they almost broke up because of this crazy fucking thing that happened. And she's like, well, actually, we've had a lot worse things happen. 
Yeah, that's what it sounds Let's like. Let's get fucking real about it. There was that one time that he fucking did this, that, and the other. And it's like, whoa, you just didn't need to put your business on blast like that. <laughs> but that is from the song Jump, which, you know, I feel like she could have done better if she was going to dig deep for song lyrics from Van Halen. <laughs> but Speaking of Jump, that's... the. Uh, what album was that on? Nineteen eighty four. Yeah, it was nineteen eighty four. I've been meaning to put that up on the speakers out in the living room because the opening of that song would sound fucking amazing on a large set of speakers. I think. Whoa. <laughs> that was that my wasn't throat. me this time. <laughs> that was my throat. Um. Yeah, Van Halen. I really like Van Halen, but I've never done the album thing with them. Like I, I just haven't actually ever listen to a van halen album front to back i've never done it before i i think 1984 is probably the only one that i've listened to front to back because i I got it for christmas or something one year from Mm -hmm. my mom and uh oh you were allowed to listen to that apparently i I don't understand the reasoning but i I got it i got apparently yeah i got it at one point i i remember listening to it that that may be the only one that i've ever listened to i really don't remember what's on it other than jump well, uh, yeah, I've, I, was, I was never a. You weren't like a Van Halen. A, guy. Yeah, I wasn't a Van Halen like fan. I oh, heard them on the radio. Like they were good. Oh fuck yeah! Hot for Teachers on that album. Okay. All right. All three that's, of those are on there. That's yeah. yeah my, okay. That's my karaoke song. It's Hot for Teacher. I fucking cute. Well, I just said on the last episode that you got a lot of karaoke songs. Uh, yeah, I do. No, I have like a, I have a whole fucking list on my phone. Let me pull it up and see what I recently. Because usually, like, if I'm a little bit drunk and I sing a song, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad, then I'm like, let me put it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't done karaoke in a minute. All right, I've got Man Eater by Holland Oats. Mm-hmm. You make my dreams come true. I think I tried that one and it wasn't so good. I'm gonna take it off. Uh, I don't think I could do Man Eater either. I'm gonna take it off. <laughs> Only the good die young, Billy Joel. I've had like a hole by Nine Inch Nails. Which is easy, because he just says the same shit over and over and over again. Miss New Booty, of course. I sing it every fucking time we record. <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now. That one's tough, though. Ring of Fire. Man in the Box. Heart-Shaped Box. Tiny Dancer. Interstate Love Song. Plush. I believe in a thing called love. I really do think I could do it. By the Darkness. You know that song? Yeah. I believe in a thing called love. I yeah. feel like I could do it, but I've never put that in, into action. Who used to do that back in the day? What? You're uh Oh, Michael? Yeah. Probably. Michael's a fucking badass. Didn't he him. have like a nickname? Or am uh, I King thinking Crab. of somebody else? Okay, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. But yeah, it was Michael. He he would get up there and, and kill it. And so would his uh, girlfriend at the time. Narisa. Narisa, she Yeah, would, uh, she was incredible. She would do what's going uh hey, uh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's called What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Sometimes I do Pearl Jam. I really do love doing even flow, but the people who put on karaoke don't like it when I do even flow, and I think it's because they're so tired of hearing it, but <laughs> I think it's fun and cool. We'll have to we'll have to do some karaoke. It got Cassie to go out once, and she did Hall & Oates. Yeah, I, I really dig David Lee Roth's style. Actually, uh, Dr. Roxo is based off of David Lee Roth and Paul Stanley from kiss put together <laughs> yeah, I and i was that, looking yeah. at david lee roth's outfits recently and he ha- he wears those big furry leg things that mm-hmm. dr roxo has and that's who i am every year for dragon con um and i have my birthday well this this is going to come out way after my birthday but my birthday is on november 12th and it, it's this weekend and i'm doing a 13 going on 30 80s party and i have a david lee roth outfit to like change into 
I'm going to wear the 13 going on 30 dress first, but hey, get it for changes. So I'm sure we'll post pictures on the Facebook group. Speaking of that, we didn't mention any of our social media on our last episode. So let me go ahead and do that shit right now. Facebook. Search for... Search for <laughs> Death by Podcast Team. If you want to find our group, which is where we actually have uh, like little chit chats with our homies, that would be Death by Music Podcast fans. We have a Patreon that is $5 a month for two extra episodes. It is called www.patreon.com slash Death by Podcast Team. Uh, I don't think we're doing Twitter. <laughs> I think I put three tweets out like two years ago and that's about it. So fuck that. Email us death by podcast team at gmail.com. We got t-shirts on the fucking website and yep. Ooh, While shit. supplies last. While supplies last. And your keyboard stays on the desk there. Yep. Uh, do you have anything to say? How can people get in contact with you specifically? Uh, through you, but that's really not necessary because there's, uh, I have nothing to say, so. And he doesn't give a shit what you have to say to him. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, I don't care. I asked Cassie if she had anything to say to the people, too, and she fucking didn't respond. It's probably because she said she was exhausted in the last message. So oh. She's probably asleep, but <laughs> no excuses. All right, send us emails, talk to us, and we'll fucking talk back at you. And don't forget to rest in peace. Later. Music by Demons, at Demons Band on Instagram. Artwork by Mike Johnson. Writing and production by Cassie Gardner, Alex Motler, and Jake.